0: Alright, ladies and gentlemen, episode 53 of the podcast with OG David James, and it was really cool just talking to him about his process when he's making music videos, and just his process with even music, and uh, we talked about his upbringing, and him going from spot to spot uh, as a child growing up, and him transitioning from skating to making music, and... Man, I feel like we got in-depth with OG David James, and hopefully you enjoy it. And I'll see you on the next
1: one. Peace! Yo, so, wine? I don't know, I feel like wine... Wine Monday, wine Wednesday. It's usually Wine Wednesdays for me, but... Oh, shit. We're switching up the tempo.
0: Switching it up. I feel like wine is like a different type of buzz, you know?
1: I feel like it's... Oh, yeah, it is. I love it. Kind of feel yourself a little bit. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Just
0: a little bit, huh?
1: You do. They do, and it t- it takes for me. It takes a little longer. Like, uh, I like to sip wine. You know, if I sip it cool for a couple hours, have a few glasses, that's a good buzz. Mm. My one of my favorite buzzes when I'm with my girl. She likes wine. I, t- I was telling you. Yeah. Yeah. I I don't know. I've been drinking a lot of red wine
0: and just seeing these uh, UFC fighters and like NBA players. They're all drinking it, so I'm like, dude, this is pretty cool.
1: Oh yeah, oh yeah. Um, who in particular?
0: Uh, LeBron James, Kyle yeah. Kuzma, Josh Hart. Um, that's Bron- who I see. Yeah.
1: LeBron does be sipping his wine, his expensive wine. Yeah. Yeah, I was telling you earlier though, man. I I drink, I drink tequila, I drink liquor, you know. Wine's not always my first choice, but like I said, my girl loves wine, so.
0: Is is alcohol some sort of like thing that you, is it, is it like a routine or is it something like when you're recording, you'll drink or is it just.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'll be turning up. Um, I like to have a little bit of alcohol in me earlier in my, uh, my move it closer. Yeah,
0: or like a little bit closer to the mic, please.
1: Yes, sir. Thank you. Thank you. <clears throat> um. When I first kind of when I first started recording, I didn't drink at all, but then um slowly these last couple years I drink a lot in a session and it fucked me up cuz my delivery was just off. But at the time when I'm recording it sounds I think it sounds tight like when I'm all faded. Mm. But then I'd wake up the next day and hear shit where I'm just like I like, fuck, I could have just—I should have just chilled on the liquor. So now, when I record, you know, I'll keep it cool. You know, a couple of shots, maybe a little bottle. For sure, some I like white claws. A little bit, hey. yeah, just to loosen up enough and to get my throat right. Cause fucking, pff, sometimes you be having that phlegm. A couple of shots is good to record for sure. Well, you said you were drinking the tequila. Is that what you're mostly drinking? Yeah, I drink a lot of tequila. Um. I saw you had the demon bottle, the Espalon over there. Yeah. I like tequila. Um, I mean, I I drink a lot, though. So, whatever's there, I like a Jack and Coke, too. I think Jack and Coke, tequila. Um, That's probably my two top. Oh, I like Hennessy, too. Okay. I drink some Hennessy. Hennessy and apple juice. Hennessy and uh, horchata. Bomb. Oh, shit,
0: i never heard of that. that shit. It's
1: cool. Yeah. It's cool. It's smooth. But if I'm drinking Hennessy, I'm going to drink Hennessy all night. You know, I try to stick to one liquor because I can't be mixing no more. Is it depending on like a certain vibe you
0: want? Because I feel uh, I'm pretty sure that different alcohol gives you a, a certain like
1: feeling, I feel like. No, it does. With the Henny, and then you got the tequila one night. Like if I'm recording, me personally, I like Hennessy. Because I can sip Hennessy, and I'm cool. If I'm out turning up, tequila, I'm on tequila. We're taking shots of tequila. (laughs) That's the turn-up drink for me. But it's hot right now. You know, everybody drinking tequila, I feel like, it's kind of popping right now. Yeah. But I I like tequila. I just got back from Mexico yesterday. Oh, shit. So I drank a lot of tequila this weekend. (laughs) A lot of tequila.
0: Dude, so... On the topic of alcohol, I was watching your music video and at the end, uh it was the one where you're at the funeral. Oh yeah. Yeah, and at the end At
1: the party, yep. You had the the bottle and you just threw it. Was that like my guy. I saw that. Um, so my dad, uh my dad's uh he he drinks. He, you know, he's a he's pretty much an alcoholic. He's drink a lot of years, he stopped for a long time but i has been kind of dealing with um, worrying about him a little bit. And I don't drink vodka, but if you notice in the video, I got a half pint of vodka. And that was just symbolizing um, kind of me slowing down, letting go. And what could happen if you keep drinking, if you keep fucking up and drinking. Rest in peace to my mother. My grandmother, you know, she never drank her whole life, but she passed away from... Um, cirrhosis of the liver, mm. non-alcoholic though. And you know, usually people who get sick for with cirrhosis, it's usually because of drinking, bad eating habits, and stuff. But mainly, there's a lot there's a lot of cases like alcoholic cirrhosis. But and you know, she passed from never drank her whole life, you know. So I think part of that video had to do with my grandma and also my dad. That's how it was the choice of liquor, the vodka. Mm. and and it also reflects on me too because I'm I'm slowing down a lot I'm starting to get back to being focused and healthy and I actually go to the gym now regularly I'm trying to switch my diet up I'm just trying to get right man because there was a point in time the last couple years I was drinking a lot like maybe too much and not really focusing my head wasn't where I needed it to be where I knew Mm. it could be you know Yeah, so it's just a sign of growth, you know. For sure. I mean, even before. Oh, and mind you, um, the whole point of the if you notice in the video, it's me in the casket. Yeah. Go check that out at the party. Um, that was me burying my old self, right? Yeah. So that was the whole narrative behind it, kind of like getting rid of the old bad habits. Mm. And, and starting it's like a new beginning for
0: me so i know like uh for your music videos mm-hmm. is it you that has the idea like yo like i want to y- are you directing it or do you have a director or like a video um right guy that you're working with or you're like yo
1: i want this or do you have the idea in your head how, you how know what get? it's it's really like become, a collaboration it's no it's become a new found hobby of mine i like just trying to direct Am I connected still?
0: I think it got disconnected, okay, but we're still true. we're still can like, still
1: here. Okay, cool. There we go. Oh, sorry, I pulled it a little bit. Um, but I be directing my shit. Um, my last majority of my last videos, um, I bring the idea, pretty much like a rough sketch. I provide the locations for Rum Pum Pums, the video that I kind of put it together. Um, Unknown Road is another record where I had the whole idea um, that's been my new thing, kind of directing them, and working with the videographer, you know, putting it in their hands, you know, shout out my shooter, I got Henry's done a couple with me, I got, um, my boy Cam, I kind of give, I try to give them an idea, and set it up for them, and tell them kind of how I want it, and they do their thing with the camera, you know, and kind of put it together for me, so it's a, it's a collab, collaboration, but, Yes, I do. I've been like trying to make sure my videos are tight cuz trying to just be different cuz I noticed mm-hmm. videographers uh they're not like they got to work too, you know. They're they're trying to get a bag and do their thing. If you're not motivated on your song and your record and you're not giving them something to work off or like an idea, why should they be motivated to make your record? Hu- you know what I mean? Exactly. It's, it should be a collab, you know, so I've gotten a lot of love from, from Cam and, and other guys just for giving them a layup, man, and we kind of knock it out together, so um, it's definitely moving forward, I'm going to be direct, same shit, man, just trying to be different, as different as I can, you know? Yeah. I feel that because,
0: I mean, I don't see, I don't watch a lot of music videos, but just from what I'm seeing, a little bit is like there's no really, there's no story or there's there's no like kind of creative direction as far as the music videos. Um, just from what I'm seeing, uh, just a little bit, and um, You're
1: yeah, talking it's about cool. like in general, yeah, right in g- now? general, yeah,
0: yeah, you know what I'm saying. Kind of the pull up to the uh, let's go in front of uh, some cars and fucking, open the car yeah. doors.
1: Let's have a couple bitches here, you know. Let's pop a bottle, throw some money yeah yeah no i'm definitely not that type of artist so i'm trying to stay as far away from that as i can no for
0: sure even i want to ask you about like the production side too right as far as uh, like the beats and are you getting beats sent to you or are you in the studio like with the producer
1: yeah 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 i am i when i moved here When I moved here, I didn't really have too many producers, so I was kind of a YouTube rapper. That's what I call them, you know, just finding beats on YouTube that were tight. And obviously, you can't do that forever, you know. So I've definitely linked up with some some dope producers. Uh, retro out here, retro beats. Um, that's where I've been recording a lot of music, and that dude's a he's hard. He's got like a dope production... He's got dope production and he knows like a network of dope producers too. And he likes my craft and I like his shit and we kind of just collab together. It's not like a, oh, I need 400 for this beat today. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. He just throws me beats and we just cook and work off of each other. And that's kind of been my main source of beats for for a minute now, you know? But before that, on the project I have coming up, there's... Couple YouTube beats, just cause I've been sitting on these songs for some of them for four years. Like these are old. Some of them are old records. I just wanted to wait. So some of them are YouTube beats, but I got production from a few guys out here, and I got a couple connections in Reno too, where I'm from.
0: That's what I was gonna ask you.
1: Yep, I got definitely got a couple guys. There's there's two producers from Reno on the on the project. Flory's on there. He's he's pretty poppy and He's got a dope sound. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I kind of bounce back and forth. I don't like doing the, the uh internet shit, so to speak. Like, it's cool, but I like to know the producer. You know, mm-hmm. I like to meet them and connect with them and uh, build a relationship first and foremost. You know. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I feel that, and also even just like the collaborative effort of of whatever you're doing, like with video or with the producers. I feel like yeah. the the art or whatever comes out of it as much is way better than your, without that connection, you know.
1: Oh yeah. If you, like I said, you gotta respect people's shit, man. Like if they're making beats or shooting videos, you want to have a connection with them. You want to show them because if not, it's, they're just gonna treat it as another another bag, like another yeah. Let's just get it off. I, like I talked about this too with the homie Eddie where it's like even yeah. beyond
0: the music it's like we're just humans you know it's like at the end of the day at the end of the day you know
1: nobody's yeah you're not so famous or you know it's even <laughs> even if you are hot and popping like it's all a business we're all people so i try to treat people like a business because you have to treat it like a business if you want to be treated like a biz you know my brother up in reno jt he's got a whole label full price uh full price music group and you know he he pushes that a lot like you gotta pay the full price man Mm -hmm. you gotta you know he doesn't flex prices for anyone doesn't matter who it is yeah he's done work already just kind of started doing video work but he's connected with a bunch of big artists you know from the bay area Mm. but it's just the fact that it's a business on both sides. Even studio time, I'm sure you get people coming in here trying to get free, free this, free that. Well, oh, I don't know who you bring in or if you run sessions, but
0: for me, it's like I I, I would only record the homies and myself, and I feel like that's it because there's just so much, so many things to do, and I don't want to spread my time out like recording other artists, you know. And no, but I mean that's just what I want um no, out of yeah. my out of my time you know
1: definitely and that's how my uh the guy i've been recording with out here ty retro he's the same way you know he shows mad love to his people um people who reciprocate the same love and you guys just build together but if, if you're kind of on your own you got to expect i've i spent thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars i um, being rapping for like seven yeah about six seven years now like studio rapping and I don't even want to count how much money I spend. I've invested. So someone who doesn't want to invest in their self, it's like it's hard to take them serious because guys like me, I put in a lot of footwork, a lot of money, a lot of time, um, a lot of writing, a lot like it's, it's not just overnight. Like you kind of try to build yourself up the best you can and respect people's prices. But they'll respect you back too if, you know, like, when I linked with uh, with Cam, it was kind of just instant because I knew what I wanted. He mm-hmm. knew what he wanted. We met at a price, and that was it. We got to work, you know? Mm-hmm. That's that's how it should be. And like I said, I gave them an idea. You give him an idea, you can make dope shit. And they'll start looking at you different, you know? And I guess it's just tips for artists who are making music or whatever. Build that relationship, man. Throw that bag down and be serious about it. And you'll see, you'll start to build more solid connections with people.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Like, I, I feel that way with anything you do in life, really, but especially music.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that quote, it's like, your, networ- your network is your net worth.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, that's, that's key, man. It's, you know, and you don't have to be best friends with everyone, you know. I have a really small circle of people that I kick it with or, you know, collaborate with. But when it comes to music, I try my best to, you know, get out there and meet as many people as I can. Mm. It's a, I mean, it's a small world. It's It can be a small world. You can run into anyone. That's why I do these shows and, and try to, you know, you never want to be too big-headed or think you're too cool because it's like... People don't care about you like that, you know? <laughs>
2: well, seriously <laughs> yeah, like no, no, that's facts.
1: You could be the dopest ever and yeah, everybody gonna But really like um nobody cares, man. It's all it's all like you do what you love and I do what I love and just try to be positive uh, all the way through. So you grew up you grew up in Reno, you're saying? Yes, sir. Uh, I was born here at St. John's, right down the street. And then um, when I was about 10, nah, like about 12, my dad just picked up and left. He found some bitch on MySpace. Damn. She's not a bitch. Uh, excuse me. That's the mother of my baby sister and brother. Uh-huh. But I'm just thinking, he found some girl on MySpace, right? Or however he met her. I just remember MySpace a lot. Shout out, Tom. Shout out, Tom. Is that Tom?
0: Yeah.
1: I thought Tom, Facebook. Is it the
0: same shit? No, Facebook is uh, Mark, uh, Zuck, Zuckerberg.
1: Because I'm picturing Tom's profile yeah, pic that, right now. Yeah,
0: the dude when he's in the classroom <laughs> or some shit.
1: That's more, that's uh, Tom. That's Tom. Shout out, Tom. <laughs> Pops just said, well, he started like flying out once a month. He'd be gone for a weekend to Reno. And then one day he was just like, we're going. And I was like, fuck, all right. Wait, so, so before you go on, mm-hmm.
0: at that time, you said you were 10?
1: No, I was about 12, 13. I was going... So like middle I was middle school kind of? Yeah, I was leaving eighth grade. So. Okay,
0: so did, like at that time, I'm sure you had a bunch of friends. Yeah, I did. I knew a lot of people out here. And when you moved, uh, it, was it hard to... Or how would you describe the move at least?
1: I mean, I, it, was, it was weird, you know... I was excited because me and my dad had been living with my grandma and I also lived in the Timbers. It's kind of a shitty apartment complex. I always was bouncing around growing up. Both my parents never really had a spot spot. My mom did a little bit, but she struggled with her own, you know, her own demons. And I've been away from, I was away from her like since third grade. And so I was just ready to start fresh. Like have a, a family you know i was ready like to go with my dad you know him be happy he's got a girl go start go get a crib where i have my own room you know i was sharing a room with my dad or or in the living room pretty much my whole life so i was excited personally uh yeah i missed some of my friends for sure but i was just ready to go mm. you know for sure i was ready to go how long were you did you stay there for I went to high school out there, and that's where everything kind of started for me, like music. And
2: mm.
1: we moved to the the lower end area in Reno. Like I went to Hug High School, so it's kind of different for me. It was that like we were in like Section Eight apartments right there in the hood. It was cool. Uh, met a lot of people there. Uh, started rapping there. I used to skate a lot too. I was heavy on skating um i didn't really know what to expect because we bounced around a lot there too like we were in a few apartments from freshman to junior year we we had moved around a lot and uh senior year was kind of bouncing it got real rough like we're in motels hotels like trying to live and i was doing music working at that time so it was just hard man it was a as i say music kind of saved me because I didn't have not much to look forward to. And when I met my girl and got into music, it just kind of like, that was my thing, you know. Wow. I was just so focused on that um, that it kind of took all the drama at the crib or wherever we were at. My dad, you know, it just took all that shit away and I was able to focus on something. And I had a good network of people like my best friends that are still my brothers to this day. That kind of helped me through it, you know, so it it was cool mm. i might- I might have never found music if I wouldn't have gone there, so i'm I'm thankful, man,
0: so for music, you said skateboarding was that something that you, one of your hobbies um oh, yeah, even before that what were were you did you have anything that you were like that you wanted to do
1: or any hobbies that you thought of? played a little sports growing up, but skating was my thing, like. I personally thought somewhere deep in the back of my head, I'm going to do something with skateboarding. But as you get older, it's like, I realized pretty soon, but like my senior year in high school, I was like, okay, this probably not going to make me any money. Like skating is, there's so many good fucking skaters. There's little kids, bro, like seven years old. Yeah, I seen, like, a a four or five-year-old, bro,
0: dropping in and doing, uh, like, a 180 or some shit like that.
1: Dude, five years old, bro? What the fuck? That's what I'm saying. I was (laughs) on training wheels. Dog, you start to realize, and obviously, social media just didn't make it any better because you're scrolling Instagram, and it's like, what the fuck? Like, you see it all. So, I kind of just drifted away from that slowly. But I love skating, i was still skate a little, but um, I started like locking in on music, every check. This dates back to 2014, 2015, every check, I was boom, 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 recording, recording, recording. I didn't even know what I was doing. I was just making music and music or skateboarding just eventually stopped, you know, completely. Mm.
0: What was it like at that moment? Um, where you had to either buy the equipment or to learn how to record uh, where did you set up
1: so I uh, I didn't know it was possible to be a rapper I thought like it was like you gotta be rich or something honestly in my head I, I had no idea what a studio was I had no idea people had them at their house me and Carlos, my best friend, Los, we had a little group going and he set out and went and found a studio and we linked at this little kind of trap closet, it's like a little closet studio in in, uh, in Reno by the hospital and I was recording music and, I, and this is shit I had been sitting on because I did a lot of freestyles and I would rap. At the house, but I didn't know it was like a real thing. You could record yourself and like do it yourself. But I didn't have a setup to really do a studio. So when I found someone, he over overcharged the fuck out of me for a shitty mix. It was horrible. Like I probably still have those records, but yeah, they were bad. I wish I could play them right now. <laughs> and uh, Beats too? YouTube, YouTube, okay. Because I started finding beats on YouTube. I would do instrumental beats. You know, that's when Drake was dropping. Uh, what Was it? If you're reading this, Oh, okay. So, and and Good Kid, M.A.D. City was out. So I was remixing beats, just freestyling them and writing down shit. So I had a couple lyrics. I had lyrics written, but after that, slowly after we did that project. We were like, nah, like this, I was excited, but I knew it was trash. Yeah. You know, but you're so excited that, you know, I wasn't thinking about it like that. But I was just hungry, like, okay, who's the next dope dude, you Mm. know? I never went and got my own equipment because I was in and out of hotels, moving from friend's house to friend's house. I I didn't want to, I didn't have no money to invest in equipment like that. And I didn't have the drive to do that, so I found people who knew how to mix. And I found a guy, Cody. And once I found this this engineer named Cody, we ju- I just started making all kinds of shit because he sounded better, you know? It sounded crispy. It was a good, compared to this little Trap Shack fucking microphone that this dude had, he had a nice... A garage band microphone. It was bad. It was bad. <laughs> But once I found that I could uh that I could actually um have a good sound or a decent sound I started going crazy recorded like a song every couple of days I feel like just boom boom dropped a mixtape and it's still out on SoundCloud I dropped another mixtape and at that time I was buying features If people want to listen to the mixtape, what's it called? Right. It's called All Angles. Um, All Angles on SoundCloud. Uh, OG David James on SoundCloud. Just scroll all the way to the bottom. It's a black cover. And it's called All Angles. I Got a couple remixes on there. but some good music on there. Some tight shit. Like, I look back on it, my voice was real raspy. It was a different sound. I've kind of evolved, but... um, so it goes is another mixtape I dropped with 20 songs. Just Bone just dropped 20 songs off and bought two features. Are you familiar with uh King Los? Yeah. Yeah, I bought a feature from him. So he's on the intro. Neft the Pharaoh. We got a we got a feature from him on there. Looking back, I wish I would have just invested in my own equipment and started doing my own thing, but um, I think I was just too eager to, to, to make it, you know, at that mm. time. I'm real humble now. I'm more calm about it. But at that time I was like, who's going to get me to get eyes on me? Who can, I want everybody to hear me. I was like, cause I always believed I was the be- like the dopest man. I, I felt it like, yeah. even to this day, I, sure. I I'm still that way, but yeah. If I would have approached it better, it would have been, things might have went different. But I also got scammed a couple of times in that time frame too. Like the BET, the famous fake BET scam. I bid on that when I was a a senior in high school. You know, just, I'll get you on BET right now. Send over $500. I'm going to lock you in a spot for a BET cipher for up and coming artists. Oh, shit. Called my mom. I said, Mom, I need $500 right now. I'm going to make it. And she was scrambling and she got me that $500. Wow. And I fucking burned her. I'm going to get you back one day, Mom. I love you. But got burned there. There was also another scam artist out of Vegas who swore to God he was going to get me a Playboy Cardi feature sent me contracts, FaceTimed me, the whole number, and sent him $1,500 in increments of five. Ghosted me, burned me there too. Mm. And I think at that point I realized, like, I'm going to just slow down, focus on my craft. and Like, I've taken a lot of L's along the way. And that's what I mean when I say I've invested a a lot of bullshit into just trying to... Mm -hmm make something happen.
0: Yeah, bro, I feel like even L's and I think I'm pretty sure you know this too. L's aren't even losses, bro. They're wins in at the end. You know what?
1: Hey, amen to that, bro, cuz I think to myself, what if you would have got a Playboy Cardi feature? Yeah. At that time, right? Let's say I do get that Cardi feature. I look back, I'm like, I wasn't even solidified as an artist. If I would have blew up like that, it might have been an overnight scam on my like on my image, mm-hmm. like on my whole vision. Now I have my vision in line. I feel comfortable now. But back then, phew, something would have popped off. I wouldn't have known what to do with it. I was still stealing beats on YouTube. What year would you say that was? That was like twenty sixteen Okay. Like six years ago now? No. Yeah, Yeah, six. Six six years ago. And I'm just thankful that I got burned. You know, taught me a lot. Because I didn't know shit about the rap game or whatever. I just was just going. Got a lot of love in the city, though. To this day, I still have a lot of support from that city. Just because I was going hard, you know. Everybody saw I had a different different vibe i was bringing different sound never been on like no street shit or anything it was just Mm kind of like real life just making dope music well what i thought was dope and i'm glad it helped me build a lot you know confidence and and when i came here it was a whole different i felt ready you know when i moved here it was like all right Mm. let's go let's go try to build something in in a new city kind of fresh start you know Yeah. For sure.
0: And just a a little bit more on that time before we move to when you moved. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. What would you say is something that you've learned from that time? um, Other than, I guess, the scams?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Fucking scams. I had to bring them up, man. That's, That's some bullshit. Um. I think, uh, the biggest, uh, lesson was just be patient, uh, be humble, because being a hothead or like a, a dick to people or just not gonna get you anywhere, um, being cocky and shit like that, really grown up a lot from, you know, loving my family, spending time with my family, um focusing on one female, my girl only, you know, and building around that. Um, feel like I was trying to live too fast. I used to sell weed, do all kinds of dumb shit. And then I look back, like, that wasn't really me. I was you know, I was just trying to get my music out there, but I was also finding myself and I feel like I was too focused on the end result. Not enough appreciative of the steps I was taking to get there. Mm -hmm. So now, you know, I don't stress. I don't stress any of that. I just take every day moments like this, man. I'm enjoying this. I'm just enjoying all the little steps, the baby steps that I'm taking towards the end goal. But losing my grandma, I realized there is no end goal. You know, just enjoy every day, man. Enjoy what you're doing. Love your people. And just be as positive as you can. I'm not perfect either. I'm a dick sometimes too, I'm sure. You know, everybody slips. But um, overall, I'm just trying to become better every day and more um, understanding of people's situations and um, just being happy, man i sound a little sentimental i don't mean to make nobody cry but
0: i i felt like just at that time it just wasn't grounded absolutely not but now it's like i feel
1: like i feel it and even i see it too bro thank you man i appreciate that it definitely was scattered back then even when i first moved here just how i carried myself on social media and how I approach people and, you know, that goes back to what I was saying earlier about it doesn't matter who you are, you're you're not hot shit, like, just be cool, be positive and just enjoy the walk, man, so, you know, I'm, I'm appreciative of everybody I meet now, good or bad, you know, not everybody's perfect, somebody might be going through something you don't know about, so um it's a good it's a good lesson to carry through through life for sure
0: mm-hmm. and then uh just around that time when you started making music was there a certain moment or did you like hear something and you were like yo I, like it inspired me to make music or what were you listening to Oh no, yeah definitely time?
1: i got kind of a weird story i i grew up listening to punk rock music you know, uh, my dad's big on punk rock. So, you know, bands like Bad Religion, um, Pennywise, fucking Minor Threat, like Agent Orange. I was big on punk and my uncle played guitar his whole life. So I was pretty sheltered from like rap music. I didn't, You know, obviously we know Big E and Tupac. And as far as the culture, I even tell people today. People get surprised. They'll bring up names. I'm like, wow, fuck, I don't know. <laughs> like, like I don't know any songs, but, you know, I, I I really got into music when I moved to Hug to the high school, and that was the culture there. Mm. And that was the year that uh, Drake dropped Take Care.
0: Oh, shit.
1: So I didn't know who Drake What year was that? 2011.
0: 2011, okay.
1: Now, they didn't know who Drake was or sing rap. I had a little radio shit here and there, but mainly I was skating and punk rock. and.
0: That's the culture, like a skate culture. Yeah, for At that sure. Time, yeah.
1: For sure. And when I got, went to that school, I just kind of got introduced to the whole singing rap that Drake was doing. And I fell in love. And then next year, Kendrick com- comes out with Good Kid, Mad City. And my group of friends were big on Kendrick and, like, Drake. And I still got friends to this day. We talk about those albums. And then the next year, uh, J. Cole drops Forest Hills. And I was just kind of sold. Like, I have those albums on my wall, all three of them, because Mm -hmm. it was just, like, one year after another. There was great fucking music. Oh, shit. And I just, like, I fell in love with with rap, like, I started looking into all of Cole's mixtapes, got into Jay-Z's older shit, started like doing my own research, got into Drake's older mixtapes and Kendrick's older shit and Kanye West's older shit, you know, and I just started trying to figure out my sound, I guess, like, I just, those are the albums though, that, that era, like, of, of music that Really turned me into like okay, I want to try this, you know, mm. for sure.
0: You ever listened to? Uh, I think, fucking like Chance the Rapper dropped Acid Rap. I yeah. Think, yeah, around that time. Oh,
1: dog, Cocoa Butter Kisses <laughs> yeah. is still a hit. That's a great record, man. Yeah. Um, his whole, his whole vibe—how he was so different. It was
0: different, bro.
1: Okie dokey, alky. You know, like yeah. just that, like swag he had. It was, man, it was tight. That was definitely an era. Mm. And a lot of shit changed when I really got into music. Like Yachty, that's when the Yachtys were coming up. Twenty sixteen. The Kodaks and the And I wasn't really on that wave, you know. I didn't have that sound. So it was hard to fit in, but over the years it's slowly kinda getting back a little bit and I'm finding my sound more so it's a good it's a good it's a good time right now for me and music, sure. you know? Yeah, but it was weird. Oh, funny story. Um, I told you I had a Nephthah Pharaoh feature, um, on that first uh, mixtape uh-huh. or the second mixtape. It was two grand for this feature, and I had no business spending two grand at that time. I was broke as hell, trying to figure out life. Um, but we had uh been hitting up artists, and we had. Nef the, uh Farrell for 2K and we had Lil Yachty for 2K before he blew, before he blew up right
2: <laughs>
1: this is another one of those stories where it's like it was God kind of maybe humbling me but I took the Nef feature what is made it,
0: you want to do that? Uh, we're, Oakland we were the, I, I'm not sure I'm not familiar with them
1: yeah we were in the Bay like Reno was heavily influenced on the Bay Area so all these Bay Area artists were what? was hot in the city s-o-b-r-b-e
0: when you say reno i thought you were talking about nevada
1: it is okay okay so it is nevada but it's northern nevada so it's right at the tippy top about two hours from sacramento and you know sacramento is bay area okay Yeah. yeah, yeah. so the influence i see you know it's like right there so at that time it was a good move for me in my city and i'm sitting there like little yachty you know who's makes sense. It was Yachty. I didn't listen to Lil Yachty at that time. I didn't know. Mm -hmm. And uh, we turned that down, and Yachty just fucking exploded. Like, huge, bro. And it was just like, I'm on to something, but I fumbled that one. Now, looking back, I'm glad I didn't take it, because, once again, it might have been a setup for some some bullshit, you know? Mm -hmm. Wouldn't have been ready for it, so... And then,
0: so you you moved here, was right. it, you said 2016? No,
1: no, no, 2011. Back. Yeah, 2010, 2000, oh, moved back. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, I moved back here in 2018. 2018, okay. Feels like it's been a lifetime, but I've only been here for like three and a half years, bro. Yeah. It,
0: well, like, that was prior to the COVID stuff, which I feel like. Yeah. That's when. So many artists started
1: pop like coming out. <clears throat> they did. They did. Um, when I moved back, my it wasn't like I uh, necessarily wanted to come back. Um, I miss my grandma. Uh, I miss my grandpa too. But I was kind of like with my dad my whole life, you know, and we kind of left on. We'll always be on good terms, but it was a shit show when we left. There's actually a song. I don't know if we can play it in the live yeah, stream. Play it, bro. Let's play it. It's called 4th Street. Is it on a YouTube or is it? It's unreleased. It's off my album. I don't know if I can airdrop it or something. Um, Drive? You have Google Drive? I have Dropbox. Yeah, you can send it through Dropbox. Okay. So, yeah, so this record, the project will be out by the time this podcast comes out so go check out 4th street i wrote this song right when i left because i was living on 4th street downtown reno bouncing motels and we were at the 777 uh rancho rancho 777 motel that's my email right there all right cool i'm so shitty with dropbox give me one second oh yeah you're good so the title is Fourth Street. The title is Fourth Street. I think it's track five. Um, but yeah, this was was a tough time for me because I felt like I was leaving everything behind um, that I had built. But times mm-hmm. just got they just got too tough for me. Um, let me see the email real quick. And this is the album that you're dropping. Yes, sir. Very soon, yes, sir. We had some uh, issues with um it was an issue. they thought one of the names was trademarked for production, but it wasn't, so I got it cleared, and it should be coming out soon. I'm looking for the email I'm, oh I'm shit, I'm my blind mind. there it is b so Instagram, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe a snippet of the project though that'll be dope sure but um yeah it was just a shitty time man i was with my girl and that's why i'm gonna rock with her forever because she stayed by my side she had a house her mom's to go to but she rocked with me even in the worst of times bro in the in the motel just figuring it out and this project was it it was recorded here some here, um, a couple records in Vegas and a couple records in Reno, too. Okay. But mainly, this was here with Mixed by J. Cruz. I'm actually going over there after I handle my business here. Let's go. All right, we had some technical di- difficulties. Brandon faded. I done goofed. I'm not even high yet. He is not even high.
2: Why, dude, she's a nine? Play the thing? Let's play it again. I love you, buddy. Oh, Bye. I'll Bye. see you in California. Alright, I'm ready. I love you. Bye. Good night. Bye. Good night. Bye. I love you. Bye. Wait up! Wait up! Oh, wait up! Wait up! What that cost me, when will I be home? Oh, save that. don't want no sorries, I'll take that By myself, it's amazing how I got it alone Seven-seven, I got me a check Seven-seven, I got me some it. Seven-seven, you let me for that Seven-seven, you know me the best On the strip and the night I get caught On the strip, I was riding the boat That money to blow oh. I'm lazy You show me What well, love me Matthew I got your name tattooed One thing One thing that I ask you Stay down This life it gon' test you Hold up I lead and they follow Hold up My pains in this bottle Hold up My chest it feel hollow Hold up No time for no sorrow. Hold up Time for no sorrow Wait up, wait up Wait up, wait up No I'll, I'll take By myself it. is amazing. How I got it alone. Oh. Seven seven, I found me the patience. Seven seven, the time that I wasted. Seven seven was me in the make. Seven seven, it got me to chase it. Oh, seven seven, I found me the patience. Seven seven, the time that I wasted. Seven seven was me in the make. Seven, seven, it got me to chase it all. Wait up 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 wait
0: up wait 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 up is the hotel that you were staying at?
1: Yeah, Rancho 777. But it's actually mm-hmm. Rancho 777. Um, it's right there on the Strip. Middle of 4th Street. Right there by the shelter. And a bunch of other spots. Casinos are right down there. Mm-hmm. So that was the last. Can we show the camera the uh, yeah. The corkscrew inside the wine bottle? Dude,
0: I hope you like... Uh, hold on. Look
1: at him. Our boy f- Cooked sauteed B. dale sauteed hey. nah i'm kidding but yeah so it was like a double meaning because reno is 775 the area code mm. and i also was staying at the 7-7 so a couple of lines in there i'm you know 7-7 i found me the patience 7-7 it taught me to make it you know um it was just kind of i was speaking about leaving that spot and what it taught me to live there and what the city taught me you know yeah the it, growth you know
0: it reminded me of just the whole conversation we had where you learned pretty much learned a lot and you, you were saying it kind of humbled you too and it all uh, like yeah it just reminded me of that
1: that was the whole that's a blessing bro because that was the whole you know that was the vibe that i was going for and you can't really hear it but and that hook part, was a, wait up, wait up, I'm gone. Like that's mm. what I'm saying. Doesn't really sound like it too much, but it was I like saying wait up, wait up? Kind of talking to my dad, and then I'm gone. You know, because I I left that day with no real goodbye. I think my dad left in cuffs that night.
0: Oh fuck! Yeah, he was faded.
1: <laughs> he was faded that night, and we just packed up and said, man, I'm gone. We're. Go- I told my girl we're going. We're going back home. My grandma's offering us a spot to to build and and my grandpa too. So it was just like a no brainer. Like I, it's getting too bad. We got to dip, you know, or else I'm gonna lose everything here. I'm gonna never. I'm never gonna get out of this hole. You know, it's like a leap of faith. Like let's get out of get out of Reno, man. You know.
0: And that's track five.
1: Track five. Yep.
0: And how many how many tracks are on the album or i don't know if like it's 15
1: 15 yes because i could drop the tracklist, list yes but i only dropped it with 12 and i ended up uh on my way to tijuana the other night
0: <laughs> Oh shit. i
1: listened to the whole project i was like damn it needs a couple bangers in there like it was too humble like too mellow oh. relationship so i threw like three records in there in the mix of Just kind of heaters, you know, Mm. more bangers like that you could play in the club, you know, or you could, you know, just just bops, bouncy, more bouncy vibes because I was super set on the track list. But like I said, I listened to it and I'm like, man, this is almost too humble. Like, (laughs) fuck, I had to turn up a little, (laughs) like, you know too sad because hey, i'm not before, a sad person i'm happy all the time so when you hear the project people might be fucking confused like damn what's before, he going through <laughs> before it was it was too much and then now it's too humble yeah gotta i got f- that middle ground but i gotta find the medium man because it was it's still a great project oh for sure yeah, yeah you know different vibes on there but it just needed some heat man and i did that i threw a few in there that um we're gonna keep those who those who aren't really into that conscious humble you know relationship shit it'll keep them entertained and maybe they'll find they'll find like oh, i like this record the most you know because it's less humble more you know turn up some dope features on them too on the the couple records that i threw back on there so um it just brings them more it just keeps you listening because no one wants to hear 15 songs and i'm aware of that like a lot of people ask me, oh, do eight songs. Yeah, but I'm trying to put a body of work out, man. Sure. You know, I want it to be a decent-sized body of work with that showcases everything that I... My favorite songs, you know? And if I can't let go of a couple songs, I can't let go of them. I just put them all on there, you know? 15 that I really thought were dope mm. to keep everyone listening the whole time, hopefully. But
0: The, the one uh, that you played... The reason why I ask you what track it was, well, mm-hmm. you said it earlier, but um, it feels like a, like a transition to like I don't know. It feels like a middle
1: of the album. Definitely, it definitely is. Um, yeah, there's 15 songs, but excuse me. Yeah, there's 15 songs, but it's definitely like that median. You know, it's a it's a good a good turning point in the project and it goes into
0: even like your story you know
1: yeah it definitely goes into like transitions into me talking my shit like i got a a a long rap verse after just all bars no uh, i got a artist from oxnard on there but just the flow of how it goes to get it fits perfect at track five because i didn't want to put it too far back either to where some people might not hear it you know because i know attention span is everything and Like I said, I don't even want to listen to a a 15-song album. Even if it's fucking Drake, you know, it's kind of like, I'm tired. So I wanted to keep kind of the best music more closer to the front Mm. and still have bangers at the end to keep people listening and to um, showcase that talent. But, yeah, I definitely wanted to keep it a little bit closer to the front rather than, like, track 11 or, you know, track 10. So... For sure, I think it's a good placement. I spent, I've uploaded the album "Biggest Little Dream" seven times, and a day before the release, I take it down, and I go back, and I like okay, I need to switch this. Just overthinking, like damn, let me. I'm trying to make it as best as you know, my my best body of work. So, I would upload and then be like, nah, let me take it down. You know, let me. I, this needs some. This needs a uh, something. So I made a lot of changes to it in the last two months, bro. Mm. Like a shitload, and it's nowhere near what it was when I originally was gonna release it.
0: So you recently dropped the cover art for it. Was that a week uh, around a week ago, right? Yeah, just about, just about. And uh, for that, was that the moment you were like, "It's ready"? Yes. Okay.
1: But then I <laughs> took and it down again. Yesterday, yeah. Took it down on Friday. It was supposed to set to it was set to drop on Wednesday. This Wednesday in two days. Took that shit down and added a couple more bangers and then uploaded it back up. So now we're looking at March twenty second. Okay. Two two, two, fit, two
0: bro. I feel like the work like rushing <laughs> it.
1: I mean no, no rush point. yeah, there's no point in rushing yeah. it, bro. Absolutely. I'm I'm not <clears throat> I'm not in a rush couple of my friends were like oh you're gonna keep people waiting there like if you want to hear the project and it's a couple days late that might make you want to listen to it more i mean yeah granted if i take it down put a release date of the 16th and drop it in two months like yeah that's different but if i'm about a week about a week off of my release date i think people whoever wanted to hear it is they might even be more interested now like damn fucker had me waiting and the cool thing is i'm dropping a visual to one of the songs on the project that uh that day that i was supposed to drop the project mm. the 16th and i don't know how long you take to do yeah, this it'll be up today oh fuck yeah. okay so wow that's dope yeah so yeah so on wednesday i'm actually dropping um arrowhead flows track six with tisha heed he's an artist out here um I'm dropping I'm dropping that as a video on the the day of the initial release and pushing the release back to after the Kyle show and after a couple other shows for the twenty second, so. Mm. But it's dope. It's worth it, man. It's a good project.
0: Hell yeah. And I mean for the Kyle show,
1: your yeah, setlist
0: is it is it a new setlist that you've been doing? I'm sure it is, but
1: I am sure its but I without giving it away. No, um, it's like I said. Whoever's listening, hey, you are never too big. I mean, don't give away all your info, but yeah, I'm definitely doing some of my classic hits. You know, songs that are more known. I got one off the project that I'm doing, just because it's a bop. It sounds really good, but um, it's just, it's just older records that I've been pushing. Shine the lights on there. Nine Seven Freestyles on there, um, Rottweilers on there. For those of you who listening, if you know those songs, um, it's a dope set list. Shine or the Weekends on there. It's a good vibe. It's a good. I heard they have a good sound sound system there. So my boy Mark Mark Ford, mm-hmm. he's on the set. Chris the Thrillist is on my set too. Hell yeah! He's gonna be hype man. Uh, Sarah Sarah DJ A Sarah. She's gonna be DJing me. We're meet, We're meeting up tomorrow to, you know, go over the finals. But it's gonna be a dope show. It's gonna be dope. We're gonna come prepare you know. Fuck it yeah. Because I've done a lot of shows where I wasn't really prepared, just kind of winging it. And preparation is everything. So I took this one a little more, you know, a little more serious. Just want I wanted it to be dope. Sure. Because those fans are not there for me, bro. You know, I sold yeah. fifty tickets, so I'm gonna have. Hopefully 50 of my people, well, they bought a ticket, I would go. 50 of our people, you know, in there rocking with us. But as far as big artists like that, people come to see Kyle, you know? Yep. So I took that into consideration and tried to make my set as dope and versatile for everyone as I could. So I'm excited, man. It should be dope. It's hard getting out like I've been cooped up and this is just like a deep depression like really like I lost my mom on Tuesday of last week, bro, so it's it's going to take a long time for me to I live with her, you know? It's going to take me a long I don't think I'll ever like fully get over this, but it's definitely going to take a long a long time for me to um just get back to where I was because it's a tough loss, it's your mom, right, you know, but she always supported, like, my music, she supported everything I did, every fucking thing I did, she was, like, right there, she didn't know anything about rap music or anything, but she was so happy for me, oh, you're doing another show, like, wish you luck, you know, she was my number one supporter, she loved everything I did, so, me stopping right now and Shutting it down isn't what she would have wanted. So I'm going to get out there, man, and do this podcast. You know, just keep doing my shit. Yeah. Trying to stay on top of everything. So, you know, use it as strength. R.I.P., man. Yeah. Yeah, rest in love. That Love. That was my everything. And just trying to be there for my grandpa. They were married 60 years, bro. 58 years. So the only two solid pieces I've ever had in my life there for me like they're there for me you know mm. both my parents are they've been on some they never been stable but i've been section eight apartments moving schools my whole life so they're a good uh they were the foundation that kept me you know kept me focused and
0: that foundation for sure
1: yeah it was always someone to go back to my grandma was like i was a little little baby with her we fought like mom and son you know she did everything for me no hesitation when i said i'm struggling like out here she said pack your bags let's go you know and said come do your thing you know and and, I, and gave me an opportunity me and my girl an opportunity to like get to see the beach and be over here with them and it was great man I, i'll never take that for granted for sure mm definitely is weird though you know losing someone so close to you i lost my grandpa my great-grandpa her dad uh my grandmother's dad uh in 2014 but i lived in reno so my memories of him were always great and you know, i loved loved every second of them but being with someone you know definitely it definitely humbles you you know it's it's a weird it's a weird thing to to adjust to.
0: Sure, man, and I <clears throat> I live with my grandparents and my parents right now, so it's like, right? I'm trying to enjoy the time and and you know oh, set dude. time like aside, dude. and um, I mean,
1: it's like, hey man, you know, fuck this podcast, me to you, bro. Do that, um. I got a lot of regrets like just little moments that maybe I could have spent a little bit more time with her cuz I was always on the go, I'm always on the move and I made plenty of time for her. We have the best memories together but don't take it for granted because when it's yeah, when it's gone, it's gone and there's like no there's no bringing that, that back. You don't get another chance to to do that. So yeah, man. Anybody watching too, man, just love your people. That's what I mean when I say that. Love your mom. My dad ain't perfect. My mom ain't perfect. But I've never. I spent a lot of time being mad at them, you know, and arguing with my dad. Oh, why are you doing this, man? Why are you drink? Why don't you get this shit going? Or I kind of just let go of that. You gotta focus on me and love people. Sure. Just love them. Love them for who they are and. Don't try to change anybody, you know, you're not Superman, you can't change someone else's life, bro, so, it's uh, a good piece of advice for anybody going through that shit, alcoholism, you know, alcoholic parents or drug addict parents, it, it does feel lonely, but you gotta understand that's their that's their journey, man, that's their battle, I'm sure they don't love you any less, you just... Treat it, treat it the best you can, and keep moving, man. Keep pushing.
0: Yep. And hey, keep it pushing. Mhm. Pushing you d- P. Push a P. <laughs> Freaking um, yeah, man. If there's any where where people can find you, O.G. David James.
1: I'm sad because I know this is where he wraps it up. Rest in peace to the the podcast. Hopefully, we get another one in soon. No, dude, this is the first of many, bro, I feel I, like. I'm giving you shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm glad I got to meet you, man. you, got a you, dope man. setup over here. I like what you guys are doing. You got my support, dog, man. You heck. You're part of the Stu crew, right? Sure, yeah. Man, all love on this side, bro. All love,
0: bro.
1: I see you guys doing it. Keeping mm. me on my toes, keeping everybody on their toes, so keep pushing. I'll shout out a couple artists before I go. Uh, shout out Mark Ford. He opened a lot of doors for me out here shout out jeffy obvious man
0: oh dude i wanted to talk about jeffy bro
1: can't miss jeffy can't miss jeffy i was waiting for the punch oh yeah we can't miss jeffy dog you can't miss jeffy (laughs) the white jesus the white jesus my guy bro hell yeah
0: oh yeah how did how did um before we wrap it up how did
1: the connection or the meeting or how did you meet jeffy you know what bro i'm trying to think of that because i knew that question was coming I feel like I've known him, but it had to be Mark Ford. Mm. It had to be Mark, because I got on Mark. I think he reached out to me, or I was already fond of him. I already thought Mark was tight when I moved here, because he was on some bar shit, like he wasn't singing or nothing. He had some, some, some real underground dope shit. Yeah. And eventually we made that connection happen, and we got on a record together with my boy J. Cruz, and... Not with him, but he engineered it. He engineered it, and I showed Mark the studio that I go to in in Burbank. And we made Put It In Motion. For those of you, if if anybody's heard it, Put It In Motion was, like, the first song me and Mark ever got on. We just linked and kind of winged it, you know. And it became a pretty dope record. But he invited me to shoot the video in uh, Big Bear. Oh, shit. And that's when I think i initially met finally met jeffy because i think we've been going back and forth here and there on on instagram or whatever but we we actually linked up that day and ever since then bro he's been putting me on shows putting you guys on shows um always huge trying place. to help me you know Eight oh five, trying to just give me connections any way he can he's always supportive of what i got going on so yeah man i, I got i love jeffy and especially Mark, man, he he kinda set that up, dude. So Jeffy with the long hair. Jeffy <laughs> with the long hair. That's the guy, man. Uh he's probably wearing a Raiders hat right now. He just had a baby too. You know he's wearing his Raiders hat. Uh the Raiders little onesie. Raiders onesie. Hopefully not. <laughs> Fuck them Raiders, man. Uh fucking Jeffy, man. Yeah, we had some fucking some good talks. Good energy. He's just a dope stoner dude. He's just tight, man. He never came off as negative or fucking a hater or nothing, man. It's just been genuine. Yeah. I also met uh I met 7 records this last year. Um Uno, Matthew Aaron, Chris the Thrillers. They got a gang of people, Philly, yeah. uh 5 uh, Glass, fuck, there's a lot. Bam, they're deep, they're deep. They're deep. Dre, <laughs> Mike Valley, fuck, they got a dope, uh, they got a dope squad going, and those are some performers, bro. I'm not mm-hmm. the best performer, I'm trying to work on that, but they can perform. They got, they got like shine the light on them, bro. They, they know what they're doing, man, and that's a great connection to have. We've been working, you know, back and forth, pretty tight. This last year, two years. No, yeah, about a year, year and a half. Um I'm trying to think, man. I don't want to miss anyone. Um I know there's gonna be that one guy who's watching me go um right now, like, hey motherfucker. You know who you are. Hey motherfucker, I didn't forget you. Um yeah, Mo. Shout out Mo. She's on the album. So it's, it's another dope. Uh, rapper from Oxnard. female rapper. Uh I already shouted out Jay Cruz plenty of times. Uh my boy Big John, gospel singer on the intro of the album. Fucking hard. The Hard. That's hard. Yep. Um Enzom, fucking always show me nothing but love out here too, man. Two of the dopest like MCs, like rappers that I've heard in a minute, bro. They got to wet the West Coast flow on lock, bro. They're tight. Enzymes on the album too, so you know the list goes on. But it's just been a dope. Uh, excuse me. It's just been a dope connection that I made out here with some some dope people. Meeting you guys, type Fighters, dope too, man. It's always show love. Uh, yeah. So um, overall, just been a blessing, bro, to be here and meet all these new people and get accepted into the the 805 kind of community, man, because there's a lot of talent out here right now. There's, like, too much.
0: There's too much, bro.
1: I don't, like, I don't compete in general. I'm not, like, big on competition. I don't give a damn what the next person's doing. Mm-mm. But I definitely hear, and I'm not afraid to show love, because there's some shit out here, bro. There's some dope artists, like, a lot. At least uh, with this I feel like this whole community Of people
0: from the 805 It is that It's like a community It feels like
1: Hell yeah You know Hell yeah it is It ain't like Reno It's a lot smaller over there This is like Everywhere has their own little Group And and People that they fuck with And it's just tight man It's uh It's different from where I, where I came from, it's like a whole new realm of talent. Uh, but it also keeps keeps me working, too. It keeps me Likewise. focused, and like I see new shit all the time. It keeps me dropping consistently, too. That's a key, man. Just keep dropping. Fuck yeah. I waited a lot. I used to wait a lot. It's like now I don't wait. I'll shoot a video and force myself to write a treatment, even if I don't like it. I'm like... I'm just trying to get music out there, you know? Best I can. Shit. Shit. Alright, man. It was it was dope. It was a dope
0: time. That it was. Um where can that it was where do people follow you? Like what social media you're on?
1: Right, man, so uh go ahead shoot me a follow. Um I'm on I'm on Twitter, David X James with the underscore. Instagram is where I'm most active with my music. Uh, Og David James with the Z, um, all platforms. You can find me on any platform. I'm the first, the first artist to come up. If you type in Og David James, YouTube, Spotify, title, anything. I got a solidified body of work on every platform, so shouldn't be hard to find, man. Shoot me a follow, and follow that nine seven page too. We got more merch coming. Bunch of dope shit coming in the future, so shout out B Dale, man, going crazy.
2: Eh. You I don't know, know what box? that was.
1: See it? I don't know what that was.
2: Eh <laughs> <laughs> Okay.
1: Yes, sir, man. Alright, man. Appreciate it. Thanks for the wine. The upstream vintage. With the cork inside. Corkscrew uh flavored. <laughs> rose. Admission. Got the second one admission he's pulled up over here man let's go now nah, i appreciate you having me man no appreciate it man appreciate your time yeah god bless bro god bless peace
0: Yee!